Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Rusty Quill presents. Hey everyone, Alexi Talanda here, and welcome to our bonus content as we work on putting Ostium Season 6 together. We're continuing with our Behind the Ostium series as we go in-depth with the making and discussion of how each episode of Ostium came to be, as well as much more. I am joined by Dwayne Farver, a big fan of the show and creator of the spin-off podcast, Manifestations. If you enjoy the Behind the Ostium series, you can get full access to over 50 episodes right now by supporting Team Ostium on Patreon at patreon.com slash ostiumpodcast. You'll also get access to a bunch of other bonus content on there too. Once again, that's patreon.com slash ostiumpodcast. We'll continue working on getting Ostium Season 6 ready for release in 2022. But for now, sit back and enjoy another episode of Behind the Ostium. All right, so episode 16, Ancient Ones, um, about the Anasazi. Again, it was, or the Ancestral Pibluans, um, another interesting history um, story about this, these strange people that I had a lot of fun researching. Um, and again, that I had had preconceived notions about what they were like or what I thought they were. And it turned out to be a lot more interesting in how their society lived on this like um, kind of mountainside with these le- levels and they used ladders and this whole system of caves and things like that it was a very interesting bit of research. And then to write and put our characters in there and play around with it was a lot of fun. Um, I've definitely heard the Anasazi first with um, the X-Files because it's kind of the big code breakers and things and that. So that was already a kind of interest in the back of my mind and then to read more and learn more about it. Um, again, to change up the terrain, you've got to got this kind of deserty, um, mountainous area. It's a little different. Um, and again, I hinted at with Jake when he's climbing up there and sees another person there that... Um, there's other stuff still going on with Ostium, a lot of unexplained stuff that he hasn't got figured out um, with seeing that other person. And then also with them eventually needing to get out and much like in Catalina where they didn't have a choice or a way of escape, he kind of comes up with something, grabs the artifact that's like a, uh, what they call a potsherd, which is like a little piece of, of uh, pottery. And he uses that to cut a door, literally cut a door into the wall of the cave that they're in and use that to get back to Ostium. And it's really a a kind of full um, recognition and manifestation of his ability and what he can do in Ostium. That he thinks in his head, I want to show up right here by the clock tower. I'm going to try this thing and believe I'm going to do it. Um, And it happens. He gets through the door. He goes where he wants to go and they get out safe and sound. I also wanted to make sure with each of these episodes that I was making them distinct and stand alone and feel like, oh, that's that one where you're talking about the Anasazi. That's that one where it's about the skull cult, Um, each individual place, because I could tell as I was getting closer and closer to a final episode that it was going to be important for me to talk about these different places 
that I was going to have to revisit them in some way or talk about them again. And I wanted them to be clear in the listener's head so that when I referenced them, they'd be like, oh yeah, that was that place. I know exactly where that was um, and what was going on there. So again, it was a, with each episode, it felt like what X-Files would call a monster of the week episode where it was just a new place and they're learning a bunch of new stuff and of the strange, you know, situation they're in and the, the historical time or whatever it is and then coming out of it. But also, in addition to that, you've got the main story being driven forward with whatever Monica's got going on, what Jake is trying to work out, what's going on with him with each episode. That's being pushed forward a lot, uh, a bit with each time and being built up more and more so that as we're building, it's clear that we're getting towards a crescendo that's going to be reached by the finale. Makes sense? It does. Um, I did I did remember um, in retrospect, It. I wanted to ask, I guess, is this mm-hmm. intentional showing the fact that Jake has an innate ability that may not be part of Ostium, but is part of his connection to Ostium? Mm-hmm. Like, what was his ability to, to make this door in, intentionally the first time you wanted to to show it? Yeah. yeah. This is Ostium doing this. This is Jake doing this. Yeah. It's Jake doing it, but because he believes in Ostium and, is, and knows he's, you know, part of it. I think of that scene in um, Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade. That's the one where there's, you know, only the penitent man can cross the bridge <laughs> that's not really there. And you've got it. And that's the key with Jake is that as overly gun ho and um, over eager he may be at times, he's a complete believer in himself and in what he thinks could possibly happen. Possibly due to a history of watching movies like Indiana Jones, <laughs> The Goonies and Star Wars and all this other stuff with your heroic characters and stuff like that. Um, that he believes fully in that. And so when he's doing all this stuff, you don't have to say, well, you've got to believe it. Otherwise it's not going to work. He always does. You know, he's got that weird tool. Anyone else would think what the hell are you doing? But he's believing. I mean, I think even Monica says that, like, what are you doing? And he believes it's going to happen and makes it happen and gets them out. Cause he knows he has no choice and this is their last option. And it works out. Potsherd, which is like a little piece of, of, uh, 